mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome! To episode 348 of There's No Place Like Terra Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And today we are watching yes. Stargate Universe. Stargate. <laughs> Nothing but Stargate. Uh, season 2. Yeah. Episode 10. Yep. Resurgence. Yeah. AKA Guess Who's Back. <laughs> I, I have no KA because. I'm lucky I got notes done. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little bit of a wild week. A wild two weeks. So we apologize. So we didn't have a podcast last week because I was left on a cruise. Well, the truth, though, is before you left on the cruise, we would have recorded. What happened, part of it, too, is we got sideswiped by the storm that wasn't. So, yeah, there was a storm that wasn't that hits. Uh Uh-huh. And then there was us getting ready for the cruise that hits. Uh, and then there was, um, I'm going to be real honest, There, Jimmy Buffett hit me real hard. Yeah, that was a rough one. <laughs> uh, uh. And and so there was just no mental capacity for me to take notes. So yeah. I frantically have done them. We prioritize <laughs> your mental health and yes. our, all of our mental health because the reality is both of us did... Even though the storm that wasn't came through and hurt people north of us, and yeah. we are hopeful that they are in recovery, um, it didn't hit us. But we still had to do the whole thing because you guys know that we work, yeah, uh, in media so uh, and journalism. We still uh, slept at the office, <laughs> yeah, which always feels good. Always feels good. I slept. It's. I will say it was extremely comfortable. Uh-huh. However, I still slept in the love seat. I have decided that I'm going to trade with one of the guys that sleeps out in the non-closed doors because inevitably I'm always up at 3 fucking a.m. I'm always the first one awake. Yeah. Sitting weirdly quietly at my Mm -hmm. desk while every while the people who sleep near my desk try to to do their thing. So I think for the next one, I'm just going to be like, I'm staying out on the main floor. I will be the first one up. (laughs) There is no bones about it. Um. But how are you? What's new? I'm good. Um, yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy was a rough one for me. Everyone, uh, protect your skin. Um, yeah, I normally do when I'm. Vac- I do normally do anyway because I am uh, pastiest of pasty of mm. sun sensitive. Um, but yeah, Jimmy, it was skin cancer. Yeah. A form of skin cancer. And so we definitely, I normally do, but set your timer for yourself. We reapplied sunscreen every two hours, especially because we were in the water. Yeah. Do it. Um, and Steve Harwell of Smash Mouth. Yeah. That sucked. So I didn't, we were already on the cruise yeah. ship when that happened, but I heard the news that it was close before we left. Yeah. It was right, um... I want to say right it was it was Monday. It was happened on Monday. Then it was right after we left. Yeah. Um, we played a lot of Jimmy music, <sighs> yeah. and we had a lot of drinks at five o'clock and sundowners, and other times it was five o'clock in other time zones. It's always five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> we 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 drank a lot. Um, yeah. and ate a lot and stuff nice. you do in a cruise ship. The other big thing 
Uh-huh. Ahsoka is continuing, and I'm not going to talk about Ahsoka because we're going to have a whole have a goddamn tangent cast on Ahsoka. Well, but this past week was real. I still haven't watched this week's episode. Please don't yell at me. Here's the thing yeah. that I'm going to say. Uh-huh. We obviously, it's very important to watch the second half of this two-parter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost going to say... Let's watch Ahsoka. Okay, but I also want to watch the two part. Okay, well, okay, we'll see where we're at. Let's see how where we're at and if we can do both. Negotiations. I did finally start Baldur's Gate. And I got to start Starfield. Much to husband Jesse's overjoyness. <laughs> it look, you guys know me yeah. well enough at this point, and I have to say I'm really proud of myself. Because I didn't do the thing that is in my nature to do, where when somebody loves someone something, <laughs> my instinct is to reject it. Yeah. Um, I did not. I I joined in. I shared with the love, and it's really a fucking fun game. It's it's taking me some time to adjust. It is. Uh, I haven't played a game like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did not know who my character was going to be, nor what class it would like. I came in with nothing but my little brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I figured it out as we went, and now I've created my character, and she's kind of awesome. Um, and the game's really fucking cool. I've played started Starfield, which is also a super fun game. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it is much closer to a game style that I do more often, yeah. just because I super enjoy RPGs. Yeah. Um, and we are also waiting for Baldur's Gate. We're having to wait a little longer because we're That's Xbox okay. people. But I can already tell because Nick and I will bounce back and forth at this. I do think it's going to be a me game more than a Nick game. Yeah. But the it's only a one player. Yeah. So when we get to Baldur's Gate, um, I can already I already, we enjoy playing games together. That'll be fun. So. It is fun to play with with a husband Jesse. I will share this. Yeah. We have not played a game together <laughs> since the infamous Portal 2 incident. I, I cannot wait for the two of you to play It Takes Two together. Of I actually would like a ticket to watch you play It Takes <laughs> Two together. There is... There... The... I don't know how to describe what happens, right? Because... It's in my nature, as is most of my job description. Yeah. To manage. Yeah. To manage yeah. people, things, processes, uh-huh. workflows. Uh-huh. Um, and I approach video games the way I <laughs> approach them. Yeah. In my and I say this with love, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Like the one non-ADHD brain in our group. Yes. And that's just how I work. Yeah. And so I get around the tornado that is <laughs> the racing brain of my husband uh-huh. who video games is breathing to him. Yes. Um, who was like, stop trying to manage me and just do this thing over here. Look, look over here. Look at how cool this is. And I'm like, I am the one who manages. Here's the fun thing. I move at the pace I want to. When you get to It Takes Two. Uh-huh. Because on each level, you have very specific different abilities. Yeah. And you can't, you, one person, <laughs> certain things can only be done by one person. Let me. And then certain things can only be done by the other. And so you literally sometimes one person has to hold something while the other this person does the thing. This would be great therapy thing. for us. It's going. This is why I'm like, it's so much fun. 
Um, it I'll is sh- so much fun. I'll share like one incident because it's funny now because we're working <laughs> on it. Funny and now. we love each other. <laughs> where we he his monk was setting up to like flurry a blow someone mm-hmm. and then I just range attacked it <laughs> because our initiatives are at the same time yeah. because we're slit screen. And he's like, "Oh, I just it's fine. I didn't I didn't waste a key point." And I was like, "I didn't know you were going. <laughs> I was going cuz I'm in charge of life." <laughs> and and to his credit, he's like, "It's, you know, we just have to work on our communication." Yeah. Look, if anyone knows how to over communicate, yes. it is the two of us. <laughs> and yet somehow you put us in front of a video game and we both turn into these feral little goblins. <laughs> Who's like, this mine? No, you can't have none. This mine only. Whereas the two of us are like, this is my job. That is your job. Yeah. Done. Our <laughs> lines are drawn. This is what you do. This yeah. is what I do. <laughs> Anyway, it's uh, I and I'll say the one s- similar, not quite the same, but from the past week is uh, Nick and I also um, this this is a chill vacation. It's a cruise. You're not going for an adventure. No, it's a it's a cruise ship. You're going to chillax. Yeah. Um, one of our chillax styles are not always the same, <laughs> and so one of us is like. What's all the things that we can do in a day? And the other one is like, please let me sit in a pool with a book and drinks. All the things we can do are none things. <laughs> please. Can you do you want to go to trivia on your own? That's fine. I have the capacity for none. I did. We did tie for first place in trivia one time. Nice. Um, And then my really embarrassed. And I told Nick that we'd never talk about this. But here I'm going to talk about it. Just between the two of us, Grace. Oh, boy. I'm excited. No there one was, else will know. There was Broadway trivia. <gasps> and I was like, oh, that sounds fun. I probably shouldn't do too bad on that. I did so bad. Oh, that. no. How? Because you could pick the... They played part of a track. And okay. then... And then and then they would... You got a point for getting the track name right. And then a point for the musical. Hmm. Um, so out of 20 questions, you can get 40 points. Wow. Um, they said that there was a bunch of shows from classic Broadway up through like modern Broadway. Okay. They happened to pick almost everything from the exact range of Broadway that I just don't know very no. well, which is about the t- past 10 years. Okay. Like basically maybe 15 10 to 15 because I used to go every month mm-hmm. I like early mid aughts yeah. basically up till 2013 I got you but so much of the music that they played is from the past 10 years and I'm like I just uh, I couldn't uh, even name you a show other than Hamilton that yeah. came, that's new from the last exactly and I know the shows but I don't know the music very well oh. plus the person who won has been in the chorus of Broadway shows. So well, that's, that's not fair. They had uh, they should be disqualified. They had one of the tracks from was from Newsies. We found out he's been in the chorus of Newsies on Broadway. So they threw in a ringer. He probably works for the ship. The whole thing is a scam. I'm I'm pulling a quiz show on this and ship. I'm like, well, sure. 
So I I got 10 points out of 40 possible. <laughs> and I was like, there's... You know what? You got on the board. The only classical music piece they had was from Pippin. Jeez. Yeah. That's barely anything. Nick did get one right. I was oh, very proud of him. him. He knew it was from The Lion King. Oh, nice. But nice. again, couldn't tell you the name of the song. <laughs> anyway. All right. That's my thing. November 30th, Woo! 2010. Written by Joe and Paul, directed by William Waring. Let's talk about some Stargate. Oh, boy. So we start on the bridge. Yeah. Well, our previously on was a fish lady, fish lady, fish lady, yeah. shuttles and dead people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. None of that will come into play at all. Nope. Um, I like that they're like, dead people only as an excuse of this is why we have a shuttle again. Yeah. By the way, dead people were here. Okay, bye. So we start on the bridge. Rush coming in and just immediately like, where's Eli? Yeah. Where's Eli could be the AKA of this episode. That's a good one. Because he could approach physically or mentally. Mentally. Uh, he's he's not even responding to radio right now. Park is trying to figure out some beeping on our console. There's a lot of beep, random beeping in this episode. So many random bleeps. Yeah. Rush just walks over, presses a button and stops it. And then like brushes her off as he tries to explain I mean, Rush is normally dismissive, but this is extraordinary. Yeah. There's this this very specific, the scene is very specific. Rush knows all the things, all the other scientists are dumb, which yeah. is not true. Is not true. Yeah. I am going to say mm-hmm. that I think you don't really realize it till later, but I think this scene is partly put here to emphasize how differently Rush and Eli are processing yeah. recent events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it's for. Um, and it, I don't think I realized it the first time I watched it until you get to that last scene. You have to he's get just to like, see the whole mm-hmm, wraparound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he also... Um, yeah, he's just annoyed by everyone mm. as Volker accidentally forgot to bypass critical systems as he's running a diagnostic and everything just shut okay, it down. Okay, that part was like, Volker, what the fuck? Yeah. Get some sleep. <laughs> that, don't do not do that. He does get the systems back up as Rush is like standing up to harumph and fix the problem. I, I mean, I know that feeling, I will say. When yes. somebody, like, I'm like, you could have just not pushed that button. Yeah. I would rather do it than... Or walk you fucking through it, then have you break shit all the time. Yes. Okay. He's also asking Brody to not make him get up again when Brody notices some remote energy signatures. He hates everyone, but that's par for the course. Yeah. Brody has just enough and throws it right back at Rush. He's like, fine, you look at this yourself. I like that. Asshat. Yeah. Brody is never one to back down from a bitch fest. Like, you want to snark? I'm going to snark back. I also I am the keeper of the alcohol, motherfucker. (laughs) Exactly. Come for me. I don't know if we... No, we have seen Rush drink. I was like, we don't see him Even if he doesn't, it's like, you really want to not be on my side because everyone else is going to pick my side. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Rush finally does get up and his lack of responding to anyone shows you how interesting Mm. this signal actually Mm -hmm. is. So when he does show this to Young, I love Young going, to find distance, we're on a spaceship in the middle of nowhere. Everything is distant. Earth is distant. In this case, distant means outside the course that Destiny is currently on. Mm -hmm. It's a little detour. It'd be about a day distance in FTL. Yeah. Um, And who knows what it could be. 
It could be a new power source. It could be intelligent life. Mm -hmm. As Eli walks in, a black monolith orbiting a planet. You know, death, destruction, the use. You gotta love a 2001 reference. Mm -hmm. I do appreciate Eli finally showing up in the way that he does. Yeah, he's like, I overslept. Fuck off. Yeah, leave me alone. Um, Rush is like, well, this mystery is why we need to investigate it. Which is great, Brady points out. Um, But you're the one who's saying that Destiny's on a mission. And, like, we're now all on the mission. Yeah, and now you want to detour the fucking mission. He's like, well, not, we're just detouring. It's not canceling the mission. Yeah. We're just field tripping. Yeah. And Volker's like, guys, have we learned fucking nothing Yeah. on this? What if it's intelligent life? He's like, Rush is like, that would be awesome. That's like the best case scenario. He's like, really? How do you still believe that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I need to remind everyone what happened the last time we met aliens? Yeah. Or the time before that? Why don't we or talk to a fish that? lady? Why don't we talk to the half of the dead shit people? All right, they're dead now. God. Um. <laughs> also, <laughs> Park's like, you can't judge a neighborhood based on a few bad neighbors. And Volker's like, that's literally... Yeah. How you judge a neighbor. That was the stupidest line that has ever. I was like, I'm with Volker on this one. I love like the exaggerated what the fuck look he gives her to. Yeah, like, are you dumb? Like, that's straight. Like, what? Literally how you define a bad neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah, I'm with him on that one. Um, in the end, Young figures that, look, we might as well check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rush tells them to just, like, plod new course. And and Volker kind of turns around and looks at the things and then turns around really hating to fucking say this to Rush, going, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know how to do. Yeah. So they have to get Chloe up here. You know what? I would have said, I would have relished in saying it because he doesn't want to. No. So I would have been like, I don't know how you do it. Sorry, I don't. No one taught me. Yeah. Also, I don't want to, but also I don't know how. <laughs> so all of that happened off camera because when Rush arrives in Eli's room, they're already in FTL. Yeah. What a cop out. <laughs> a little bit. He's listening to music in his headphones when Rush comes in. He's like, oh, I didn't hear the radio. <laughs> Sorry. I chose not Yikes. to hear the radio. Yeah. Um, well, they're about to arrive at the intersection. He's like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. And he grabs the stuff and walks out very matter-of-factly and very unlike the Eli that we no. are used to. This is a little emo Eli. Yeah, it's emo Eli, yeah. for sure. Ray and Young are already on the observation desk he's, when they drop out. listening to the Black Parade on those headphones. <laughs> when I was... Oh, yeah, okay. okay. I understand that reference now. <laughs> Grace has made uh, a playlist that she shared with me that Yay. she drops music into, and then I listen to that music. It takes me so long to add anything to it, because I'm like, this one? No, not quite. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, no, not, no, not this one. This one's not good enough for the play. Yep. Like, the amount of vetting that happens... <laughs> Well, trust me, I listened to it. Okay, good. Um, and then, just like the Falcon dropping out where Alderaan should be, they <laughs> arrive in just fucking graveyard. Yeah. Just debris field, the site of a former epic space battle. That's fine. Credits. Tiny credits. Tiny, tiny, tiny credits. <laughs> Back in yield control room. Mm-hmm. Um, they at least detect one of those ships was like the one that Young and Rush were on recently. Mm-hmm. 
and Brody is leading the computer to run just, you know, some battlefield forensics. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, trying to look at the dispersal pattern, seeking a digital it's like very information. CSI outer space. I was like, are you if you asked him to enhance the picture? Yeah. It it was very much like when you do blood splatter analysis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The space version. That's exactly. It's the yeah. space splatter analysis. Yeah, space splatter. Mm-hmm. That seems totally legitimate. <laughs> the the signal that Destiny picked up was radiation packet pockets that are yeah. on this. Um, and they're like, well, I mean, while well, the, sh- the ship is thinking, we came all this way. Let's do some scavenging. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's Brody's time to go do that. And he does not look excited. <laughs> Why? Why does Brody have to be the one who does it? Well, it's not going to be Rush. No, it's fair. It's not going to be poor fucking Volker. He's like, I don't no, want to be here today. Exactly. Your other option is Park. Yeah, that's fair. And Park, I think, is like, I'm never leaving this ship again. I'm a fuck you. Bomb. Bomb on back. <laughs> I'm excused from everything forever. Yeah. So Scott is updating Chloe and everything's going on in the space junkyard and she's like not even looking at him, does not respond, holds her jacket closed. He's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, my guy. Dude, at some point you have to fucking get it. (laughs) You know what's wrong. You've been told multiple times by Chloe. At some point, I think I would just go feral on him. (laughs) Because she's trying to reason with him. And at some point, just be like, just be a dick. Just be a dick. We understand that you have the abilities to let him know, as we see later in this Uh episode. She's like, how many times? Do I fucking have to tell you? And so you get through your thick skull that you were wasting your time. Leave me alone. She keeps trying to white fang him and he's not getting it. Can I tell you, that was actually a question in a trivia that we got wrong. Was the author of White Fang? Because I'm like, I cannot think of his name. Jack London. I cannot think of his name. And I I asked Nick and I was like, it's a book about a wolf. He goes, you're missing the part where it's a book. And I went, shit. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, because he loves wolves. Um, I think he would love White Fang. He would love White Fang if it was. It's not a difficult read either. He's given if there is a graphic novel form of it, he might. He's, Maybe Call of the Wild. Maybe start with Call. The, all of his books were were a hundred percent books he would enjoy. But he's just not a reader. Yeah, he's just he's just not someone who enjoys sitting down with yeah. a book. So I will say that um, the, I think White Fang and the other book, I think Call of the Wild, all take place where I grew up. Oh, really? Yeah. And Jack London was from Northern California. Okay. There was a whole, uh, Oakland has Jack London Square. Like it's a whole thing. So can I tell you, um, because I don't think I've read Call of the Wild. I know I read White Fang. Uh-huh. so fucking long ago but because it's me and sometimes i don't pick up details yeah. if there was details in there telling you where it was located i ignored those oh. and it was just set i don't remember if i was in michigan or minnesota at the time it was just sure. set in my wilderness yeah. because there's wolves <laughs> yeah. there it's mostly just the wilderness but it's yeah. like i i don't know um I think White Fang is set where I grew up. I don't know that they all are, but I, I'm pretty certain that at least one of them was. Also, I know my head has, they are so vastly different books. Yeah. There's very little in common with them except for the wilderness part. Uh-huh. But my head has definitely intertwined the plots of White Fang and Hatchet. 
I don't know what Hatchet is. I think the book is called Hatchet. Oh my gosh. Um, it's another one of those books you kind of read at the same age and about this kid um, having to survive. Let's see. Hatchet. Oh. Okay. Here's why Nick may enjoy Call of the Wild. Yeah. Because you will read it from the wolf's point of view or the dog's point of view. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Hatchet. It was 1986 young adult wilderness survival novel by Gary Paulson. Oh. I think I've read a couple other of Brian Polson's books. Okay. You know what other book I recently thought about? And it was like, it made me sad thinking about it again. Uh-huh. Was uh, Where the Red Fern Grows. I have read that. It's fucking awful. I, re- I read it. Uh-huh. I can't. It was definitely those books that I read and didn't absorb. Your mind probably is protecting you from it. It's combination of my mind is protecting me from it, but also I've talked before that there's certain writing styles that my just yeah. I can't connect with. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's sad dog things. Yeah, um, our fourth grade teacher read it out loud to us. And we were like, oh, God, stop at some point. But he did it and you're supposed to. Anyway. So the Hatchet is 13 year old. Um, he he's in a single engine Cessna over northern uh. Canada um, when the pilot suffers, has a heart attack and dies. Uh-huh. So it's him surviving in the wilderness with nothing but a windbreaker and a hatchet. Whoa. Um, and all the stuff that happens for him to um, survive. That's kind of like the 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 real story of the girl who was in a plane crash in the Amazon and survived yes. for like two weeks or something crazy. Yes. Okay. Um, but anyways. <laughs> Welcome to our there's also, detour. I know there's wolves in here too. So okay. I think that's why um, my brain has combined two stories that have very little to do with one yeah. another. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yes, he's trying to, to white fang. <laughs> she's trying, she's to, trying to white fang scott to be like fuck off yeah yeah um the she was holding her jacket closed because the texture has now spread to yeah. her boob yeah um and she's like i'm done trying to fight or control this like this yeah. is stronger than me i'm kind of letting it happen and soon she knows she'll be something else something dangerous that can't stay on the ship and like you need, I'm already prepared for this. You need to prepare yourself for this. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, it's a great intersection of like the thing that makes humans uniquely, irrationally great. Yeah, but also the ability that humans have to accept and process the worst of shit. Because yeah. it's like you get Scott right who. He's got like this almost blind faith. Yes. To him, it's not may not seem blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To us, maybe because 100%. we're not based in the same faith as him. That's the kind of shit that can keep humans going. Yes. When you, but it's also or sometimes hold them you, back. Yes, but sometimes you also need the thing that Chloe has. Yeah. And then it's like these two very polarized opposite qualities that make us so human. That it's really cool to watch them sort of bounce off each other. Do you know what I mean? It is fascinating to see them bounce off each other. Um, the rest of the scene is just Scott refusing. Yeah. Um, he refuses to stop fighting and out of sheer willpower, if he could, he would have her stop 
you know, refuse, like refuse to give up as well. But when you come down to it, Chloe's like, Hey, this shit is happening to me. So you yeah. kind of don't get a choice in the matter. But let's put a different skin on it real quick. Right. Yeah. Scott's her Samwise. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, in some instances, like you need that person. Yeah. And in some instances is like, this only hurts more. Yeah. Uh, so like, I appreciate what he's trying to bring to the table. It's about knowing when to fucking stop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just, there is a way that he could in the same way of Samwise. Yeah. I can't carry it, but I can carry you. Yeah. Type thing. But he is more just like, I'm going to just yell at you and scream at your face until you tell me the thing that I want you to hear. You know what I mean? Instead of let me help you out the way that won't fly in the face of what you're trying to tell me type thing. That's fair. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's ways that he can be supportive. You can can have the blind faith without overstepping her pragmatism exactly because the way that he's talking about this here and it's like this conversation's not over and all these kind of things is she's going you're not listening to the words that i'm saying yeah it's the dismissal of her like yeah you know it's like when someone passes right you don't want to hear oh they're in a better place you want to hear this fucking sucks exactly i'm here and and she's and trying I'm to, here while it sucks. And yeah. she's trying to say this is not me, you know, giving up in the same way that you think this is me giving yeah. up. This is me allowing whatever transformation is going to happen because at this point I want to see this through. There's acceptance is not the same as giving up. Exactly. Yeah. Um and is like you can't just you're not spending time with me in order to spend time with me. You're yeah. right now spending time with me as an obligation. Yep. Yeah. Because it's like, if you're going to spend time with me, you need to spend time with me in the way that this existing right now, not sit here and try to pretend like this isn't happening. Yeah. Past Chloe is just that. Exactly. Past Chloe. Yes. You're not getting her back. Exactly. Even if her body were to return to whatever human, all human form, this is no longer that Chloe. And I think that's the part that Scott is refusing to grok. That's fair. In a way that I think is insulting to Chloe. Yeah. Yeah, she's just fucking over it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so young radio Scott to meet them at the shuttle. Um, and he again does not leave before telling her the conversation isn't over. Okay, calm fuck down. And she's like, Oh, how dare I have an opinion on my own life? Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Eat shit. <laughs> Please leave. Yeah. So in some ways you could argue that he may be the impetus of what caused her to finally fucking go Chloe 1000. Essentially, yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, fuck it. Yeah. What am I waiting for? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Ray drags Eli back to her room to have a talk. He's complaining the whole way. Yeah. He's needed on the bridge. And she's like, no, nah, I checked. You're not needed right now. Mm-hmm. Figuring he knows what this is all about. He's yeah. like, look, I'm not crazy, which is impressive considering all things. I went from living with my mom at home playing video games yeah. without a job to being stranded on a spaceship on the other side of the universe. In a matter of days. Also, 
fuck off with the last Starfeeder deal because hundreds of hours of playing Halo didn't prepare me for jack shit. Yeah, yeah. Movies are not real, but... But Last Starfighter is real fun. I don't know that I've seen it. I feel like I have, but I don't remember. I'm confusing it with the one with Jeff Bridges. Um, Spaceman? Is it Spaceman? What's that one called? I don't know. Um, anyway. What one is Jeff Bridges is like Last Jeff Starfighter? Jeff Bridges is a... I Starman. Fucking oh, idiot. Yeah, no, Starman in I'm Star confusing it with not... Starman for no reason. <laughs> for no reason. Other than they both came out in what the 80s? Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Um <laughs> if Starman and War Games had a baby, they would create <laughs> Last Starfighter though. Sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've decided this let's to be play true. a game. <laughs> I'm guessing Ray pours him a drink and he mm. takes it and just like sets it down. Yeah. Um and she's like, yeah, no one was prepared for this. Like, we're all here. No one's prepared. Yeah. He goes, mm, mm, mm. you may not have prepared for, like, Specifics. being on the other side of the universe, uh-huh. but everyone here has had some training yes. and has been in the Stargate program yeah. and wasn't playing video games the day yeah. before. There's a difference between throwing me out into the desert versus... Some guy who's been through boot camp. Exactly. At least. At least. Exactly. Be mildly more prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Even all the other scientists knew about this yeah. stuff. Had been most likely on another planet before. Yeah. Had been through the Stargate. The first time Eli went through the Stargate was to show up on the Destiny. Literally. Yeah. Literally from couch <laughs> to gate. But look how far he's come in 10 months. Yeah. And he starts listing some of the highlights. She's like, look, Eli, this not fucking psyche Val. Like, calm down. This okay, is okay, but it kind of is Camille. So maybe don't say that part. Maybe don't take him back to your office. Yeah. If this is just friends, you can just say this isn't only a psyche Val. I also care as yeah. your friend. Um, friends talking because he's been distracted and has some of them worried. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's it, she clarifies. It's actually because you're only a little distracted. Yeah. Like, you're handling shit way better than anyone yeah. else should be handling shit. The pressure shit. cooker is pressuring. He's like, look, I have a real big closet. <laughs> I shoved a bunch of shit in that closet. Yeah. Um, part of it might be my sense of humor right now. Yeah. But some things I've had to sacrifice temporarily to process things in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And realize that Jin is just the top of the iceberg. Yeah. The 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 big recent part besides Jin was losing Riley. Yeah. He's like, it wasn't just tragic, it was fucking wrong. Yep. And sometimes he'll even still forget that Riley's gone and he walks into the gate room. Yeah. Pro- uh, on top of processing suddenly being on the other side of the universe, there's yeah. also just fucking straight up grief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she points out that, you know, Riley was an important part of his life here. And he clarifies. He's like, look, when your entire world collapses down to a less than 100 people in a confined space, mm-hmm. everyone's fucking important. Yeah. 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 And after a moment, she asks about losing Jin. And he's like, Mm-mm. no, thank you. And leaves. Absolutely not, Todd. Before, I'm guessing he falls apart because that not only is over the line of, he's like, I can only tiptoe. There's a that's that's in the closet. Yeah, I'd have to open the closet. Yeah, and I'm not it's touching too, that. We're not we're not there today. Phew. 
It's too close, too fresh. And he is not doing that. Mm -hmm. So at some point pretty recently, Brody and Park fixed the third environmental suit. Yep. So now we have three. Yay. They fixed it yesterday. Because plot reasons. Which is why Greer is wearing the new one. Yeah. So that Brody can fix it if something goes wrong. I, I do love Greer's like, how much testing did we do on this suit? Nothing will go wrong, most yeah. likely. You are the testing, Greer. <laughs> Welcome. That's what you do best. Yeah. So they're jumping in the new fancy shuttle and heading out to take a look. Mm-hmm. And Brody finds all of this really amazing as they get into the um, salvage field. Scott's like, this is creepy as shit. And Grizz's like, this is all fine. Anything that could hurt us is long dead and gone. So we think. Famous last words. Yeah. The moment he says that, a little drone makes up. Just a little tiny. Just, just gets ready to follow them. Yep. Little Cylon. He's like, that's my cue. (laughs) What'd you say? I heard you talking about me. Um, Eventually, they head up to a good size, intact piece of ship. Um, Volker picks up faint EM radiations, and Scott sees a hole that could jump into. Mm -hmm. Literally. Yep. There's a bit of a delay, but uh, eventually Young does does give them the go-ahead. They fly up, park it, get their space helmets on, smartly grab some rope. And Gru just jumps out the back of the ship. Yeah, <laughs> literally. I know that this isn't how it works, but you know what my brain thought? I was like, what if he jumps and he pushes the ship backwards instead of himself forward? Yeah, he the the mass differential there. I, I, like, I so get it. Technically, but also, yes. He would have pushed the ship back a little like bit. But not like so much that nope. he didn't move forward. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, the, the, he it does not weigh as much as that ship. <laughs> Like, I know that, but my brain still went, what if that happened? Like, if I did it, yeah. it's like when I didn't think the dolphin would be able to pull me yeah. because I'm heavy. And the lady was like, do you weigh a thousand pounds? You don't weigh a thousand pounds. You'll be fine. You're going to be okay. The dolphin is not even, is barely going to notice you're there. Yeah. The dolphin on average can pull a thousand. Also, yeah. a fucking dolphin can pull a thousand pounds. Yes. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Guys, dolphins are real strong. Dolphins? They don't really have a lot of fat on them. They're kind of just They're just lean. They're just lean. (laughs) They're like your boys. So can I tell you that we have been hanging out with our neighbor's dog a lot Mm -hmm. these days. And every time I go over there and pet him, Mm -hmm. and then I come home, because he's like this Aussie shepherd who's all fluff. Yeah. And then I come home and I'm like, these boys are meaty. (laughs) I forget how solid my Drakey is. Yeah, no, Drakey is literally... He's the rock. He he is dense. He is a black hole. He's the the rock in dog form. Yes. Okay. He's just... He's swole. Yeah, he's swole boy. He's swole boy. Whereas as Stormy is a black hole visually... Stormy is very strong, but you wouldn't note it. He's like... Crackhead strong? I hate here's, saying that. Here's here's my thing though. Uh-huh. You can pet as I'm grabbing uh-huh. his his drummy right here. Yeah. I'm grabbing I'm grabbing Stormy's drummy. There's some give still. He has muscle. That's what I mean. Some, but there's some give. Sometimes if Stormy wants to, he can almost be stronger than Bretter. Yeah. But it's all hiding. It's like dad strength. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where you're like, where the fuck are you keeping that? Whereas Drakey, there is no give. No. He's just M present. You can't like poke it. Yeah. It's just poking a permanently flexed muscle. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's pretty much true. <laughs> Beefcake. Okay. It's just beefy. Okay. So Greer jumps. Yeah. This is fine. It's not scary it's, it's, at all. It's fine. It's fine. See you on the other side. Mm-hmm. See you on the other side <laughs> of the wall. Um, of course, he doesn't jump without his gun. Because. <laughs> yeah. This is fine. It's just water. We're fine, guys. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, because it's Greer and he takes his gun everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ties off the rope. And Brody, the, 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 I wouldn't say fear in Brody's eyes as he jumps, but in the, like, I'm about to clasp, I'm about to zip line from one spaceship to another. Yeah. It's more, it's, it's a little bit fear, but it's like the reality of what's about to happen is still not quite fully processed. Yeah. He's like, I'm. I'm I'm doing this. It's like when you zip line here on Earth where you're like, I know this is safe. But I'm also not. But safe. I'm about to fling myself here off I a go. platform. Yeah, throwing myself across the thing. It's really, for some of us, it's like getting on an airplane. Yeah. You're like, we're fucking doing this. It's it's a lot of those moments where like it's better not to think about things too much there, in certain moments. There were definitely every time I'm on a cruise ship, there is that moment where I'm like there's just nothing below us yeah. for a really fucking long distance. Yeah. It's literally just us and water. And there's a couple nights where you can see other ships around, but there's plenty of other times where you're like, there's literally nothing else around. It's it's like the we're thing- just a little tiny floating island. Yeah. And there's fuck all beneath us. Here we are existing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's kind of it's the same. Wild. I'm real. I, I trust this structural engineering of this ship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, once they're both aboard, they go salvaging, which I've done a lot of so far in Starfield. Uh-huh. I really enjoy salvaging. Yeah. I get easily overcumbered because I collect every fucking thing and get you my hands on. A holding. A space bag of holding. Well, I learned early because originally I was just collecting everything, but then you're like, you don't need to collect a fucking notebook. Just because you can pick there. it up doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And I'm like... But, but I also there. really do want to collect everything. Yeah. And right now I physically can't. Oh. And I want to collect everything. Do you create like little stashes for yourself? So basically I'm in the process of um, building. I am in the process of building a spaceship that is literally just like a cargo freighter. <laughs> it's just the last scene of Raiders of the Last Ark. Yes. Oh, got it. Got I it. am building I am building a very large cargo freighter mm-hmm. um, just to store all the shit. Makes sense. Um, because, all my notebooks. <laughs> because I also want to sell them, but I also just want to collect it. Yeah. Because that is one of my favorite things to do in a video game. Collect shit. It's fucking collect shit. So right now I'm having to be strategic in what I collect sure. and I don't like it. Yeah. Um so they're both on board. Yeah. I love Brody talking to Greer like some people talk to my known Sam. Don't touch, don't touch. anything. <laughs> if you see things you want to investigate, let me know. And just like Sam, Greer goes, I touched this, it's broken. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he's like, what did I just say? Well, the door's broken. Yeah. So Greer has to I muscle mean, when it open. Happened, yeah. He has to muscle it open, takes a bit, eventually does. I love how Brody's trying to help and Gray's like, do you want to help? And he's like, yeah, I'll help. He goes, then shut up and let me do my job. Yeah, that's how you help. By shutting the fuck up. <laughs> so the rest of the Alliance crew is still locked down to their rooms. TJ brings some food to Vera, mm-hmm. which is nice because he's worked up a big appetite sitting in this room alone. Yeah, doing nothing except sitting 
And yes, he does understand why he's here considering Simeon, but like the guy was unstable. TJ's like, yeah. And you knew that and you didn't tell anyone. Yeah. But I feel like he did try to. Very, very vaguely. Yeah. I think if they, the reality is that I don't think anybody was going to listen to Varro anyway. I, no. Okay. I think if Vera went to Young and went, hey, this guy in my crew is a serious problem. I don't even fucking trust him. Yeah. And that's the one person in my crew that I cannot 100% vouch for. I guarantee you Young would listen to that. Okay. Okay. There are certain things that he may not buy, but if Vero goes, I, I will vouch for people on this crew, but not him. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Um, Vero thought he could control him, and he couldn't. That's where the problem is. Yes. Yeah. And he regrets that, clearly. Also, he hates to admit it, but he's he's kind of sad TJ hasn't stopped by to see him in a bit. Just fuck already. They're all gonna <laughs> die. Just just get it out. She's like, yeah, I wanted to stop by, but I've been busy. Thinking about my dead baby. Yeah. And he heard, speaking of, speaking of, through the scuttlebutt that some people returned from the planet, but they didn't have her kid. And she was like, yeah. Nope, I was misled. And I'm like, misled, TJ? Wow. That's, uh... Misled? That's an approach. That's a coping mechanism for sure. Um, and at this point, she's assuming that it was the ship trying to protect her minds. Yeah, that makes sense. That's her. That's I mean, that's what she currently that's needs still to believe. Her putting it on something other than herself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Vera reaches over and like does the the hand touch thing. Yeah, TJ's not ready for this. This is. I will say this. Well, there might be. Bonus reasons of doing sure. that. I think in this moment it's like, hey, also am human. Also have had tragedy. Sure. Comfort. Yeah. I, he's not going to complain if he comforts her with his dick. I'm just saying, I don't yeah. think that's the primary motivation of that hand. No, touch. I don't think it is either, but it's just like, it's not time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not time for that. And TJ's like, I should go back to the infirmary. Yeah. Not interested. Although they don't really move super quickly. Mm-hmm. That's just that goes flying by the window. That's fine. Nothing to worry about. Young asks Greer for updates. Updates are dark and quiet. Mm-hmm. And TJ is quick to radio up that they just saw something out the window, but it was so fast you couldn't even see what it is, but it was definitely something but that I saw probably shouldn't be there. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm not insane <laughs> rush and park go to the window to see what they can see but instead they hear an alarm that's either the simulation of what happened is finished or pie is finished and eli checks <laughs> it's the pie. simulation it's not pie <laughs> it's not pie i like that he's like i kind of was hoping for pie. Uh, yes <laughs> kind of really wanted it to be pie but here we are <laughs> um it's literally just rewinding and putting everything back together to form larger ships yeah. with a few extra bits. You know how we always have the extra bits when you put something back together? Yeah. That's just how it works. It's like an Ikea furniture piece. In this case, Eli knows what those extra bits are. Yep. The larger ships were destroyed, but the smaller ones 
the extra bits, they just turned off. And that's a problem. These guys are still here. Yeah. Young also um, understands what he's trying to say. And he radios. He's like, you people on the shuttle? Get back You get back here now. Yep. Now. Like yesterday. Yeah. And the message is relayed. You don't have to tell Greer twice. No. He didn't really want to be here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Neither did Brody, honestly. No one wants this. (laughs) Nobody wants this. Everyone's just scared and trying not to shit themselves. And as Scott preps the shuttle, he sees the same thing buzzing by. What the fuck? They are so fast. They're zooming past. These things are now popping up all over. (laughs) I'm going to call them alien wasps. Because it's like they're tiny little, like, anytime you get a horde of something like that, you don't want it. They're waspians. Yeah, they're waspians. (laughs) Uh, Ray just radios that they're not alone. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. Helpful. More and more of these little guys are waking up, buzzing around, and on Destiny, they get ready with shields up, weapons ready, but they don't fire yet. Young has Eli send a message in ancient English fucking bat signal, I don't care that they are not a threat. Yeah. And I love I love Destiny turtling. Just yeah. pulling She's its like, frigid. Sorry, sorry, not gonna I gotta just hide my hand down here. Scott yeah, can't go too. anywhere until Greer Brody are back. It's only so fast they can go. Mm-hmm. And on Destiny, it's basically red alert that's called out. Yeah. There's nothing Chloe can do. TJ needs to get to the infirmary. And Malvaro could actually be of great use there. TJ's like, mm, sorry, bye. I don't want to be your friend yet. Yeah. On the bridge, um, battle starts. And yeah. when battle starts, the bridge gives you more monitors. Yay. That's the battle monitors. The they battle only come mounts. out, they unfurl <laughs> solely for battle. Um, Greer and Brody are moving as fast as they can. Brody makes it back over the gap and Scott starts the ship as Greer jumps back over. On Destiny, the only response to their message is ships opening fire on them. Yeah. (laughs) So. Hey, I don't think they're interested in being friends. I guess we're rolling initiative. I cast friends and they made their save. And they're so, bad about it. Uh, and you can tell how much Barrow hates being helpless in this book. Yeah, it's, there's this interesting um, symmetry with Chloe and Varro. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. I'm just sitting here. But one doesn't mind it, and the other one's like, fuck all this shit. Yeah. Either way, it's this idea of like yep. not being involved. Yep. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, I guess it's Park returning fire. Park's on weapons, I guess. There you go. You have no one else to put on weapons? I mean, I feel like it is a Brody job. I'm more like, you're telling me that none of the other military you have on board has any experience firing weapons? tank? Yeah. Yeah, no one's super fucking... Yeah, put chains on those goddamn weapons. That's fair, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You don't need the military out there organizing and directing traffic. You're right. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, but the guys back on board, Scott starts making his way. The shields are already starting to fail. They can only reroute so much power before they're in real trouble. Mm-hmm. Russ is like, we need to jump. Yeah. Now. Young is like, um, the shuttle? Yeah, we have to wait for the rest of the people. 
And not only did we... Rush is like, oh, that's rich coming from you. Well, it's also like, we have to wait for the rest of the people, but also we just got that shuttle back. Fair, That's a brand new shuttle. That's fair. That's fair. But I feel like Rush can totally miss this to be like, oh, really? We have to not leave men behind? Yeah. Tell me more about that. Tell me more. Tell me more. (laughs) Sidetrack, on the cruise ship, the musical was Grease. Oh. And I... Well, this is not my favorite musical. I haven't seen it in ages. And I was like, I forgot how much I dislike it. It's Greece. cringe. It's pretty cringe. It is so fucking cringe. Yeah. Everything the moral of the story it. is just change everything you are. Well, just like the amount of sex in all of the songs. Yeah. I'm like, I forgot how much I dislike this. Just change everything you are if you want to get laid and be accepted. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is so bad. It's, it's, I think I dislike it more than Romeo and Juliet. I, I have no like love for the story of Romeo and Juliet as far as the romance. I really like all the other characters. I do like, like all the Mercutio other characters. and, and oh. is it Tybalt? Yes. They're um, fantastic. I love the fuckery that is like, to me, Romeo and Juliet aren't even the story. Like, no. <laughs> do you know That's what I mean? A, it, to me, it's the reason I hate Romeo and Juliet is I was like, these are two 13-year-olds who want to fuck. Yeah. This isn't some great ro- epic romance to scatter around the ages. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. two teenagers who want to fuck. Oh, I agree. To me, and I think it helped that I grew up on the, uh, what is it? It Was it Baz Luhrmann? Yeah. Who did the Romeo, yes. and Juliet, Romeo plus Juliet? Yeah, whatever it was. They came out when we were little. It's like, I didn't give a fuck about Leo and Claire Danes. No! It was all about the John Leguizamo character, who I think plays Tipple. I can't remember. But like, yeah. it, to me, it was basically the gangster film of it all. Yes. No, I I agree. I like all the other background people. I just, yeah. God, fuck it. Not, yeah, and I guess what I mean it's is a shitty romance. Romeo and Juliet has redeeming factors. Yes. <laughs> being but Greece, everything but the romance. The only redeeming factor that exists in Greece is Rizzo. Yeah. It's the only yeah. redeeming factor. Yeah. Everything else is a dumpster fire. <laughs> and that's only because I feel like Rizzo's eat also watch the musical going, what the fuck is wrong with what all of you? What is wrong with all of you here? Everybody's been drinking the goddamn Kool-Aid too long. Okay. So it's general chaos on the ship. Yeah, it's general chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Scott sees a route through the mayhem. Uh-huh. Uh, Greer is taking ships out as they dock. Once on board, they go to jump. But the engines are down now, hey, of course. <laughs> thanks, guys. We waited for you, and now we're all stuck. <laughs> Shields are going down as well. Weapons are starting to go offline. It's all very bad for them. But what is that? The sound of a cavalry. As a seed ship jumps out of FTL and on board is none other than than David Telford. Motherfucking Telford. Yep. I like how small this moment plays out because we're in the middle of this fight. It's like, hey, NBD, it's just me. I'm not dead. Let me help. Okay. (laughs) Don't think about it too long. Obviously, questions and answers have to wait. Uh, he's like, follow me if you want to live. <laughs> so they go towards the star. They divert everything they can towards shields and follow Telford into the star. And as they fly deeper and deeper, all of the little po- ships just pop like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's <laughs> and and while there, the ship. I mean, look, I mean, I get it. If you're going to be stopped at a gas station to get something, you might as well get some gas, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I wish that. Oh well, now you want to stop barking. Sorry. Um, <laughs> dog organization. Reality of dogs. I wish there was a little more sound design with these ships. Yeah. Like I kind of miss the like from all of the like Atlantis yes. stuff. All like the, I really miss. I want some more zippiness. Some Can we zippiness. get some more zippies? Can we organize some zippies? Yes. So there is a couple ships that didn't pop. And they're worried that really they only bought themselves some time before these ships can just fly around the star. Yeah. <laughs> this was really cool. Telfor doesn't seem too worried because he wants to talk. He wants to dock because he has a hell of a story to tell him. Mm-hmm. So the ship's mate and the guys on the shuttle have met up with Telford and they all head to the bridge. Yeah. Him and Young embrace, genuinely happy to see one another, uh-huh. which is... Um, Saying something considering previous events that have happened between them. This is the friendliest person he knows. Yes. (laughs) Turns out the little aliens on the seed ship aren't hostile, Mm -hmm. just desperate and curious. He wouldn't go as far as say friendly. Yeah. But. And to his credit, he's absolutely right. They're desperate and curious and not friendly. Sorry, I just saw your dog just drag the towel into the other room. Yeah, that's fine. Everything's fine. We we just exist. It's their house. It's it's one of those where like when you see the videos of the dogs who have the comfort blankets, they yeah. just kind of drag them around. Yep. That's kind of what he's doing. Sometimes he'll wear them. Yeah. Walk around like it's his, like he's a, a Jedi in hiding. Yep. Yeah. Um so verbal communication was too high of a bar, mm-hmm. but their little pods have little neural little neural stimulators because they go into hibernation yep. and they don't want their brains to atrophy. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to explain what happened when you hooked up to him, but he basically had the entire history of. I feel like them. it's Stargate. It's not that hard. No. You know what you say? You know, like when you hooked up to the ancient chair, uh-huh. it's a lot like it's that. It's a lot like that. Watching a whole film history in a day. Yeah, it was a lot of it's a blur, like the pace that I read books in high school, like <laughs> White Fang. I know that. I know that feeling <laughs> where you might as well not have read them at all. I will say that I remember reading Gone with the Wind. I was I've never read that or I, watched the movie. I was 13. I was here for the bodice ripping. And so it'd be like <laughs> war pages, war pages, war pages. There we go. There's a naked girl. Someone's coming home. Look at that bosom. That bosom. I heard see the word bosom. <laughs> War pages, war pages, war. Who gives a fuck? Hey, Ashley's home. (laughs) So I know the feeling. Yeah, I read. I don't think you'd give a shit about that. I would not give any shits about that. No, but any Star Wars or Star Trek books that come out by the late 90s, I guarantee you, except for the original series ones, but pretty much all the other Star Trek ones. And all of the Star Wars ones I had read. Yeah. I cannot tell you anything. Most of them I would look at it and I would even read part of them and go, I don't remember. I think. I don't remember. But it's because the pace that I devoured them. Yeah. I think it was like, Jesse said this once. He goes, some books you read. And he was talking specifically about me, but I have a feeling we work similarly. Mm-hmm. And some boys, you you just you just eat them. Yeah. You just intake them and i i i would wager that the way you read those starbucks books yeah is like the way i read like the vc andrews yes. smut. it's like it was my smut yeah like, well and like, I, ca- I call them beach reads there you go even yeah. though i was i used to get books um there was a 12-hour drive home 
um, yeah. for like Christmas between between like where we lived and where family was. Yeah. I would read like a book and a half of the Star Trek books in that 12 hours, nice. sometimes close to two books. Yeah. And it's just because I was just just going through it. I was, was just really going just through entertaining it. you in the moment. Yes. Yeah. It was that momentary like this is a thing. Because for the next month, I could tell you exactly what happened in that book. But once a month passes, it's yeah, no it longer in my brain. Yeah. And I need it's something else had taken its place. It's sort of like the way we binge watch television now. Yeah. Yeah. Very close to that. Mm-hmm. I was I just binge read. Ooh. Yeah. Um, but it was enough for Telford to pick up yeah. their basic history of them. So they're the Ursini, 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 yep. And eventually they trusted in him enough to be able to like work together and get the ship going. Mm-hmm. And he stayed alive for over a month on basic food nutrients and water. And he never thought he'd miss the food on the Destiny. And that's how desperate <laughs> he was. He missed the food on the destiny. Okay, calm down. I feel like this isn't the moment for jokes. Can we just get to the point of things? Ease up, Mr. Funny Man. Also, the- Why are you suddenly so relaxed after being on this ship? <laughs> because he was on this ship for a month. Yeah. Anything is better. That's fair. And the aliens did not just help him out of the goodness of their hearts. They need help. Mm-hmm. This was like a bargain. Yeah. And we learn even more as Eli shares information with Chloe. And I'm like, Eli, Eli, you know better. Yeah. What are you doing, my man? Than to give this information to Chloe. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You are one of the few people who, like Greer, is like going, what do you need from me, Chloe? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But also, like... Why are we still feeding her information? That's what I'm like, saying. That's really like not only in a way of supporting Chloe, but also like just well, don't feed the fucking alien. That, well, that's that's what I mean. Like I see what you're Eli is the one person who like under kind of more understands and yeah. is accepting yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. to the point of you can come visit Chloe, but don't fucking tell her. Yeah, the information. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. you can be there to support, it, but you can't be there with anything but support. Yeah. So the small ships are attack drones. They're unmanned. And the Ursini have made the same mistake that Destiny just did and woke them up. And they've been fighting them ever since. Yeah. That's worrisome. Yeah. That's worrisome. Nothing to worry about. So they found the seed ship Mm -hmm. um, and went for a long-term reconnaissance, Mm -hmm. hoping they'd be able to get an advantage. And they were supposed to just be there for a short period of time, but no one came to pick them up. Everybody did. That's terrifying. Yeah. So they were that staying there. That doesn't feel familiar either. No, it's fine. Just alone now. It's fine. So they're in status basically until we woke them up on the seed ship. Yay. Who knows how long they were there. Yay. So they tried taking power from Destiny because they were desperate and they were just trying to make it home like us. Mm-hmm. And now that they can go home, they're afraid to make contact with home because that will give the location away to the drone. Like, that's yep. how paranoid and how much of a threat these drones are. I can get it, though, because we would do the same with Earth. Yes. We'd be like, nope, you can kill us before anything else. Um, And that's where we, as in Destiny, comes in. And mm-hmm. Chloe takes it all in and is like, yeah, we can't trust them. Yeah. Okay, but also, Chloe, we can't trust you. Yeah. Um. Well, we're kind of dead in the water and choices are limited mm-hmm. and options are being discussed. Yeah. Those options are with Rush, Ray, and Young. Yeah. 
And again, they are sitting ducks while a few drones are flying around the star to get them. And maybe instead they can defeat the drones with the Orsini. Um, and people are just worried about these options. And Telford says the drones are controlled by a command ship. If they take the command ship out, all the drones are dead. It's easy peasy lemon squeezy. You just got to find the one. Yeah. And even like they know where the command ship is, but it's just out of sublight engine oh, range, which gotcha. is an issue because their FTL drive is down. Yeah. But the Usini are offering to help give them a piggyback ride. How convenient. Because <laughs> if we jump while we're docked, we can piggyback with them theoretically. Mm-hmm. Yay, this will be fine. Because not only is there a risk of the whole piggyback maneuver, but also, you know, there's that whole we can't jump for four hours. Right. Because the engines need to reset. Right. Yeah. Um. Okay. But what other options do we have right now? Right? Look, we know Russia's the worst. Yeah. But. <laughs> How mad are we all that we didn't listen to Raj? So mad. So but mad. also. Yeah. He also suggests that once we arrive in a safe location, we can just delay, fix our engines, and then fucking leave. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta listen to that guy. And he says, and I quote, it's a fantastic opportunity to take advantage of their generosity. I mean, that's where he fucked himself. (laughs) It's about how you sell it. Here's the thing, though. What we learned is the Ursini did the exact same shit to us. They did, but what I'm saying is (laughs) you need to have learned by now Rush Yes. That the way you sell an idea like that to this crew is not like that. You say, this is a great opportunity for us to save our butts, to he, save this crew and these people who have to get home. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, mm-hmm. Rush. You are certainly not someone who has any issue with doing shit on your own and not telling anyone. Yeah. So what you do is you're like, cool. Yeah. Let's go to the other place. And then we'll fix our engines. And then you just fly your ship away. Yeah. 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 I changed my mind. What are you going to do? We didn't die. Just leave. You're welcome. Yeah. But instead he plays his hand here. Yeah. He's trying. I'll give him credit for trying. He's trying to do the thing that they said they were going to do. But these are the opportunities where he gets to go back later and be like, remember that time that I said we should do this thing? And you guys were like, no, we're nice people and we do nice things for all our friends because everyone's our friends. And then we were fucked. Yeah. So from here on out, when I want to do a mean thing, I'm just going to do the mean thing. I will say. They aren't just doing this out of the kindness of their hearts. They are no. trying to make a deal with them as yes, well. Yes, but they're they're not being sus enough. No, they're not being sus enough. See what I mean? Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, Young and Ray think that um, Rush is dumb. Yeah. Um, and Rush is confused. Like, why do you think my my solution is a problem? Like, they can't they can't harm us. We're fine. Yeah. Um, but Young reminds him. That the Ursini hold the key to be them being able to possibly dial over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That part's true. Yeah. That part I'll give you. Yeah. Rush arrives back on the bridge 
Hark and Brody are off repairing things. Mm-hmm. Eli is bored and lost in thought. So, so far lost in thought that he's not even realizing <laughs> yeah, that he's bleeding Jesus energy Christ. from the weapon system. Eli, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so Rush tells Volker to go help Hark and Brody, and he looks back and then about to complain about it, but then gets the I the look on Rush's face where he's like, this, Hello, Leah. This is, please leave. This is. I, I like how often Volker gets put in this position and every time he's offended by it. I know. He's like, fuck, I'm sick. Go find a fucking office to talk in so I can do my goddamn job. <laughs> so the last thing Eli wants is another fucking lecture about his attitude. Uh, yeah. And he eye rolls so hard as Rush explains that this isn't about you screwing up now. It's about your attitude and you screwing up later. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dad. Eli's like, look, I get it. I get it. Everyone depends on the boy genius. I can't let you down. Mm-hmm. Rush immediately <sighs> just is like, fine, we'll cut the pleasantries and I'll yeah, stab real deep. Yeah, let's cut the shit and get right to the hard stuff. That despite all that genius that you couldn't save the woman you loved. Mm-hmm. And Eli just stands up. And turns around and looks like he's about to, like, unhinge his jaw and swallow Rush whole. <laughs> yeah. I love this, though, because Rush is only talking about himself. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Rush continues that someone bigger and stronger took her away. There wasn't anything you could do about it. And you were so blinded with rage that you even imagined getting revenge on the guy who took her, beating the bully in his own game. Mm-hmm. And if you had, nothing would have changed. You still would have gotten up every morning and she'd still be dead. Yep. And I love the fact that it is so odd. Well, first of all, Rush wouldn't talk about this in general and Eli wouldn't talk about the Rush, but it's so obvious that the two people who probably should be talking about their shared grief yeah. would absolutely never talk no. about their shared grief. No. The, even this metaphor is a little too close for... This like yeah. third person approach <laughs> is still too much. It's also it's also that great reminder that Rush, going back to the conversation that Eli and Young had in that episode, Eli is not a person who could take someone's life. Right. Rush is absolutely the person yeah. who could take. And the difference between these two people, there's not a ton of difference between Rush and Eli, except for the fact that Eli has a giant fucking heart. Yeah. And that is one of the biggest differences in how these two interact and move about the world. And I think the difference is that it's, it's, it's almost trying to figure out how to say this. So I'm just going to do it wrong. Yeah, that's we'll fine. As we go. It's not that Rush doesn't have a heart or didn't have a heart. Yes. It's that his has had to deal with so much calluses and growth of like just other shit around it. Yeah. That he's like, Eli, you don't have to let your heart get as gangrened as mine did. Well, and I don't even... Like, I think he still has in his nature the ability to kill if needed, but it's like, but there are things that have shaped that. Yes. I don't know if, and I don't think this, this is a place where I don't necessarily know if it's a a nature versus nurture conversation. I think because of, 
you know, maybe it is, it is the environment and everything they've experienced in their life, mm-hmm. but Rush, I think, oh, is... at the end of the day, Rush is a Slytherin and yes, Eli is a Hufflepuff. A, Hufflepuff. a thousand percent. Absolutely true. Yeah. But it's also, I guess what I'm saying is it's unfair to... It's important that we that we we qualify that Rush has a heart. He does. But he got put into the positions where his Slytherin just had to kick in, if that makes sense. He is he doesn't when I I guess when I say heart, it's more of he doesn't have the empathy. Yeah. Um his is not is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's more protected. It's more protected. Yeah. And Eli Eli walks through the world in so much more of a receptive sure wanting to help people having that yeah open heart mentality um whereas rush may have potential for this eli lives it and and it goes into this this other half of the conversation that Mm -hmm. rush says that we kind of knew that this was his outlook yeah um where he's like you know, growing up, we're taught that everyone's equal, and that's a lie. Yep. That some people this. are better than others. Mm-hmm. And those who recognize what makes them better and learn to exploit that is who succeeds. Yeah. And I the look on Eli's face where I recognize this, and not quite the same way, but you can see this look on Eli's face where he's like, if I hear one more fucking person tell me about I have potential yeah. i'm gonna stab him in the eyeballs yeah. with the potential yeah <laughs> that he's not living up to his potential yeah and all this kind of stuff um and he goes all the success that eli could achieve can only happens if he's make sure that he's not beaten down and mm-hmm. he's so close and he can't give up and that's what young arrives with the news that telford is back over um and they have a deal with the orsini mm-hmm. but I would say the part to me, at least, where Rush is like, it's those who recognize what makes him better and learns to exploit it is who succeeds. I think that is a callous way of looking at it, of one way of succeeding. It's like you can exploit something without it being negative. Well, you can, yeah, you can say that entire message yes in a way that you don't even have to use the word exploit yeah it's a it, you can easily say if you lean into your strengths yes. you can succeed exactly it is unfair to say that we're all equal because some of us have strengths that others don't yes and it changes the entire exactly of the conversation because the term exploit already has negative connotations yes. to yeah. it so it's like that word is tinged yeah <laughs> But the message of it is like, no, we're not all built equally because yeah. our stats are not the same. No, yeah, no, we're not all built with the exact Everyone same Everyone has a skills. fucking dump stat. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, it is... For um, me, athletics. <laughs> it is... Um, mine's honestly probably wisdom. <laughs> uh, and it is one of those where... Um, it's a harsh reality of not everyone is created equal because it is just a fact of life that people have opportunities that other people don't have. Yeah. And so there's all these things going into it, but I love how you can take this one concept and depending on what side of it you've been on, 
how you can skew that in so yeah. different ways. Yeah. And just how you approach life, too. I mean, yeah. Rush is not one that sees things as happy-go-lucky. No. Yeah. And and I think that in some ways, Eli isn't someone who sees things. You know, I think Eli is definitely someone who, if you had asked him about his life before, you know, Stargate knocked on his door. Sure. He would say that it's great. He would say that he's happy, but I don't honestly think he was. I, I don't think Eli was living before this. He wasn't. He was and just existing. So that's why he's so he's like, if I hear one more fucking person tell me about potential. Yeah. Because he was someone who was so afraid to step outside of yeah. that comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and here he was literally kicked <laughs> across Get the universe. Out of your comfort zone. Um that yeah this conversation between these two guys is definitely my favorite of the episode yeah there's so it's like an onion there's so many layers (laughs) it's a fucking onion conversation Mm. so we have a deal with the orsini yep so we're going to jump in theory it's no different than we jump with the shuttle but Brody and Volker are quick to point out that yeah, but we're three times the size of the other ship. Yeah. And we're jumping inside that three-hour danger this window. This little ant is FTLing yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst that can happen is not that it doesn't work. The worst that can happen is that they jump, and while in FTL, uh, the million-year-old structural integrity yeah. gives out, and they vaporize. <laughs> That's the part where it's like, oh. It's not the worst. It's like, well, we're back where we started. Yeah. No, no, no. The worst is done. We're done. Young's like, are you... Science brain's done. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, well, at least it'd be fast. Yeah. We wouldn't know it. Uh, he announces what they're attempting to everyone over the ship. Mm-hmm. Telford counts down and they jump. And yep. it works. And they're in one piece and everything looks fine. Ta-da. I, I like how that was the buildup and then it was like so anticlimactic. Like, oh, we're fine. He lies back talking with Chloe glory. again. Yeah. And she's watching out the shit. window. Yeah. She, um... He tells her that the deal included the Ursini helping them to dial Earth once uh-huh. they defeat the command ship. Yep. But no one is home. Yay. She makes no indication that she's heard anything or understood or even knows I love that he there. fucking doesn't notice either. I it's know. like, Eli, your perception's better than this. You have actually high wisdom on this ship. Yeah. Like, yeah, I feel like... I would like to think I'd notice the difference between a Nixie who is distracted yes. versus a Nixie that is not present. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're supposed to be best friends. It's. Well, Eli is distracted in many ways. Fair. So they drop out of FTL real soon. And that's a big problem. Yeah. Cut to the bridge where Volker's screen shows one big dot. A lot of little dots. Yay. And instead of going to a safe place for your parents, the senior are like, hey, Basically I have a hunch. Basically delivered a sacrifice. Yeah, I have a hunch you're going to try to fuck us over. At least one of you wants to. So we're going to fuck you over instead. Yeah. Took him straight to the command ship. Here, have this instead of us. Okay, bye. And they get a message from the Ursini, not from Telford, and it just says, target the command ship. Wowza. Young is pissed, but there's really not much they can do with it right now. Here you now. go. That, like, the Ursini was like, let's go fight these dudes, and then shoved yes. them in front of the guy and yes. ran yes. back inside the bar. 
So they just have to go for it. Uh And a space battle quickly begins with Jones mainly heading towards Destiny because it's the bigger ship. And Eli needs to get back to the bridge. And Chloe clumps to right then and grabs his arm and she wants to help. Yeah. And as Eli goes to lead her out of the room... The guard's like, well, I have to check with Young. And Chloe She's just like, no, you don't. grabs him by the neck, slams his head into the wall until goes to sleep. Yeah. And then he drops and she just walks away. Eli going, fuck. I will give Eli credit for not following yes. too closely. Because I'd be like, oh, the C-100 has broken up. I stay over here now. I, listen, my dump stat is... The top three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say, I, I I will take that back. He has decent con. Eli? Eli has yeah, decent yeah, con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His dumb stats are just the mainly the decks. Yeah. Also strength. Yeah. He's not an outdoor kid. No, not at all. <laughs> back on the bridge. Actually, we don't know how high Eli's con, and to be real honest, I mean what I'm saying is, I mean, it's not as high as his other three stats. I'm sure. just saying of the three physical stats, yeah, his probably con's his probably yeah. highest. I have a hunch that he can keep on for yeah, yeah, quite yeah. a while. Um, back on the bridge, shields are holding, sparks are flying, but the drones are not letting go anywhere near the command ship. Mm-hmm. Eli radios that well, Chloe yeah. escaped. Yeah. <laughs> and might be dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. Which or is, not. Who knows? Maybe let her do what she's doing. Which is the last thing Young needs to deal with right now. Yay. And he just tells Brody to seal off that section. Uh, Scott, Greer, and James go find her. And you can tell the ship's taking a lot of damage. Yeah. So it's not great. Telford is as confused as anyone else is when he lives on the bridge because the Ursini double-crossed him as well. <laughs> Don't you feel dumb. And especially when he's like, I've been on the ship for a fucking month. Yeah. And they still they, lied they to me. They fucking got me. Yeah. When Chloe makes it to a closed door, she just rips off the panel, fills with something, <laughs> and like, the door opens no. and walks on. No. No. No, thank you. Yeah. Knock spell. <laughs> yeah. Again, the Chloe, the C-1000 stops for no one. Or any, or nothing. Anything. Yeah. Uh, TJ's doing her thing in the infirmary. Yeah. Um, Scott arrives at the door. Chloe opens can make out what happens and thankfully doesn't shoot Eli as he runs and surprises him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sharing with Young that she broke containment. Uh-huh. On the bridge, they need, they get a message from the Usini um, or they they try to like get a message to them like, we need to retreat and try this shit later. Yeah. Like, this is not working. Trying to pretend like we're still friends here. Eli arrives and um, we, which who also who we realize we haven't seen this whole time as Rush. Mm-hmm. Bell's not going good. Nope. TJ must have taken it upon herself to make some decisions yeah. and has sent for Varro. Yeah, well, she needs more hands. Yeah. It's constantly T- TJ needs more people in that fucking environment. Yes, infirmary. and he has definitely said he needs to help. And so, like, what harm is he going to do here? He's only yeah. going to do good. Yeah. Um, this is where he can help, and he dives in very quickly yeah. to give hands. And from the outside, we see the shield start like fail. The ship starts taking yeah, damage directly, and we can finally see where Chloe was going. It's the control room. Mm-hmm. Scott finds her, telling her to step away, and she doesn't respond no. until he grabs her. And all she can say is, "It's too late." And yep. you can see in her face that she does not remember what she. She has no clue what she's just done. Yeah, I'm gone now. This is me saying goodbye. 
Yay! Rush finally shows up on the bridge. Everything is utter shit. The Orsini aren't responding. The drones are swarming. There's nowhere to fall back to, and they're just stuck here under fire to be continued. These are the moments in the episodes where I start to get really panicked, where I'm like, there's only like five minutes left. Yeah. There's only like, five. I'm trying not to metagame here, but this, I don't think this is going to wrap up in time. This is going to go poorly. <laughs> this is, fuck, I knew it. Yeah. So that was fun. So in real life, we had to wait till March of the next Jeez. year. Oh, is this a mid-season? This is our final mid-season finale. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, prediction. The Chloe C1000 mm-hmm. is going to save the day. Okay. But then no more Chloe. No more Chloe. That's how this is going to go down. I just forgot the name of the next episode. I think it's Deliverance. I don't remember. Uh, that sounds right. That's the name of the episode. Banjo sounds. Banjo sounds. <laughs> this was, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this goes down. Yeah. Uh, we're getting right towards the end. It's getting really hard to fucking stick to the we schedule. We have 10 episodes left. Ooh, okay. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. Until then, email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com. Pa- yep. No place like Tara Patreon things. Slash there's no place like Tara. Sure. Okay, we love you. Oh, I gotta go. Bye. Bye.